This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in for Sean Kelly, who is prepping for tonight's game in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome preseason finale between the Saints and the Baltimore Ravens. Happy game day. Hope this Thursday finds you well. Happy college football game day. Tulane Green Wave in action tonight at Wake Forest. And, of course, Saints end the preseason against the Baltimore Ravens. I know everyone is looking forward to the preseason ending and the regular season beginning, which happens in one week when the Panthers head to Denver in a Super Bowl rematch to take on the Broncos. We'll get you ready for tonight's game between the Saints and the Ravens with Sean Fizan from Fox Sports. Of course, you can watch the game locally on Fox Sports tonight. Uh, Fox 8, I should say. Um, 7 o'clock is kickoff from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Sean Kelly, along with Joel Myers and John Stinchcomb, will be on the call. John DeShazer will be on the sidelines. So Sean Fizan is here to give us a preview. I think it's now pretty much a, a, a guarantee, right, that uh, Devontae Harris and King Crawley uh, make this roster with the injuries uh, at the cornerback position. They really weren't on my radar before uh, training camp began. Now they definitely are. So uh, every year the Saints have a group of these undrafted guys that ended up kind of playing their way onto the roster, and those are the guys that I see right now that could, that certainly have the best chance of making the final 53. And why not? Let's talk some Pelicans on this Thursday. Yesterday, the players and the staff went to Baton Rouge to help those who were affected by um, the floods a few weeks ago, uh, it was nice to see all of them there and playing games with the kids, serving food, giving out Pelicans gear. Um, great to see all the pictures and videos from that yesterday. And uh, Sean Kelly caught up with head coach Alvin Gentry to kind of talk about the offseason. We haven't heard from coach in a while. So Sean talks to Alvin about this upcoming season and this offseason. I'm excited about the prospects of the people that we've added because I think uh, – they're going to give us a little grit and toughness uh, that we were lacking last year. So I, I just think it's a, it's a situation where everything could, could, could really be good. So plenty to get to on this Thursday. We'll get you some game day information, some analysis from Sean Fazan, what you can look out for in game number four. We should see some of the starters for a little bit of time. Mostly preseason game number four is for those that are trying to make the team. Uh, but the Saints, I think, need a little bit more time to – kind of get the offense going a little bit. So uh, Sean Payne said on Tuesday's conference call that you probably will see the starters for a little bit, probably not a lot, maybe a series or two, but you will see them tonight. So definitely make sure you look out for that. And we'll ask Sean who to look out for as uh, cuts will be made um, on Saturday. They'll narrow down the 53. So we'll kind of have him uh, give us a look of who we might want to watch tonight as far as guys trying to make this 53-man roster. All right. Let's get started. When we come back, we'll hear from Sean Fazan and then head coach Alvin Gentry. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have. 
a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. As mentioned in our first segment, the Saints preseason finale is tonight at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the Baltimore Ravens. If you can't make it to the game, it will be televised locally on Fox 8. And to help us preview the game, I'd like to welcome in Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports. Sean, we're finally here, the preseason finale. I'm sure you're just as excited as everyone else for the preseason to be over with. No doubt uh, that preseason is always uh, – uh, feels like it takes for a while. It takes a while for it to get here. When it does, uh, it kind of goes and goes. And then by, the, by this point, uh, you're kind of ready for it to be done. With the, uh, and you just kind of have those games start to count again. And hopefully the Saints can uh, you know, use tonight to uh, clean up whatever mistakes uh, they feel like they have uh, and get ready for the regular season. No doubt about that. Sean, normally the last preseason game is the least exciting of the four because most of the starters don't play. But Coach Payne said yesterday – or he said earlier this week that the starters will see a little bit of action. What do you make of Payne's decision to play some starters in tonight's game? I think it's a sign that he hasn't necessarily seen what he's wanted to see uh, out of the first three preseason games, and he feels like this group, uh, the starters as a whole, need some more time together, more reps together uh, to develop hopefully some more cohesion and hopefully uh, give them give him some sign of positivity moving into the regular season. Uh, I have never heard him be so... Um, I guess outspoken, if you will, in terms of the starters playing in the preseason finale. But I think it does go to show where he thinks this team is at this stage of the game. Is the offense or the defense more concerning right now heading into the regular season? You know, I look at this and I, and I just think the offensive line in particular is about as concerning as it can get just because uh, they have not settled in on who's playing where. Andrews P looks like he possibly could be shifting again uh, to the left guard. Uh, they haven't necessarily established who that other guard's going to be, Arsenio Calamete or uh, Tim Lolito. Armstead's been hurt, um, and look, they went out and got Khalif Barnes, obviously, this week. I think offensively, uh, this is an issue. I, the offensive run, they felt like they would be better, and they have not been better uh, throughout the preseason. And look, Coach Payton discussed it at his uh, post-game press conference last week, uh, the need for it, and uh, he's made those moves. So, I think when you weigh the two sides of the ball, the offense, in particular the offensive line, is probably the most concerning thing right now. You mentioned Khalif Barnes, one of the signings the Saints made this week. They also added Paul Kruger and Chris McCain. Um, what, what should we know about these guys? What do you make of those transactions? Well, I, I think it's, it's a sign that, A, uh, they, they knew they needed to upgrade the roster. Uh, B, those were guys that had some familiarity with some of those guys 
uh, in the front office and or coaching staff, Khalif Barnes at Oakland, obviously the Nathaniel connection, uh, obviously uh, Chris McCain, the Jeff Ireland connection, Dan Campbell connection as well. Um, and obviously you have uh, Paul Kruger, who the Saints are very familiar with a few years back when he was a free agent. I think it just goes to show they needed to add some more quality players at certain, certain positions. You saw Khalif Barnes can play guard or tackle, and obviously two pass rushers. In Kruger's case, I think it's probably at this stage of the game, you know, you, you, there's no draft in August. So um, you got to get what, what's available. And I think a guy like Kruger, who's 30, um, who had double digit sacks a couple years ago, is probably the best you could hope for in terms of availability uh, at this late uh, in the preseason. So hopefully those guys can, you know, uh, come to a play to, to what the Saints hope they can be and uh, they can contribute because uh, I think it's also a sign that they needed upgrades in certain areas and offensive line and pass rusher were those two areas. It's a quick turnaround for them as far as tonight's game is concerned. Do you see them playing um, a little bit or at all in tonight's game? That's a good question. Uh, I, I believe Barnes and McCain were both able to get a, <laughs> excuse me, a practice in. Uh, so that I, I would say they, they're more likely, uh, instead of uh, Kruger, who was just signed uh, yesterday. Um, but that will be interesting to see if they, they get, in, or get on the field. But I would say it's probably McCain uh, and uh, Barnes that have the best chance just because they at least got one practice. And I, I would I would doubt Kruger gets some work tonight just because he was just signed officially yesterday. You know, this preseason game number four, uh, for the most part, is a chance for some of these players that are on the fringe of making the team or may not make the team to kind of get another game under their belt. Uh, who are some of those guys fans should keep an eye on tonight that might be on the fringe for the Saints that are looking to make this team and use tonight's game to kind of get them over the edge? Well, I think, you know, Tommy Lewis is a guy that I think has played his way onto the roster. It's certainly not for certain yet. So another solid outing by him could certainly hurt, uh, help his chances. Uh, making this roster for wide receiver position. Um, a guy like Marcus Murphy could certainly use a bounce-back game where he can uh, – a big return would be great uh, in his regard uh, to possibly make this team. And then, you know, you have injuries at the cornerback position, so does that open up a spot for a guy like a uh, Brian Dixon, who I thought who's been on this roster before, but I, I didn't necessarily think he had played his way on this preseason. But perhaps with uh, the injuries, he makes his way on with the solid performance, not just as a cornerback, uh, but as a special teamer as well. And also, uh, I mentioned Marcus Murphy, but the running back position, to me, is probably the deepest group, and it's going to be the toughest cut. So a guy like Tim Hightower, uh, I, I think Lasko has made his way on this roster, but you just never know. Uh, I mentioned Murphy. So it, it's always that time of year where you, you got to, you know, hopefully this is their last audition, and a guy either plays his way onto the roster or plays his way uh, into the, uh, uh, the waiver wire, if you will, and hopefully he catches on with another team. You mentioned some of these guys that might be on the fringes. Is there someone that you thought might not make the team that has a chance uh, that might make the team now just because of his strong preseason play? But the guy that really stands out, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, is Tommy Lee Lewis. Yeah, and in both the undrafted corners. I mean, I, I think it's now pretty much a, a, a guarantee, right, that uh, Devontae Harris and King Crawley uh, make this roster with the injuries uh, at the cornerback position. They really weren't on my radar before. Uh, training camp began. Now they definitely are. So uh, every year the Saints have a group of these undrafted guys that ended up kind of playing their way onto the roster, and those are the guys that I see right now that could that certainly have the best chance of making the final 53. All right, before I let you go, you mentioned the offensive line as a position group to keep an eye on up tonight. Give me another group besides them that uh, we should keep an eye out tonight as far as maybe seeing some improvement. 
Well, I'll throw a curveball at you. Um, it's, a, it's a group that we haven't discussed enough, uh, perhaps because of all the other issues on both sides of the ball. But how about the kickers? We haven't really given okay. enough attention to those guys. And it's been a pretty good battle. Both Connor Barth and Kai Forbat have uh, had decent runs in practice in terms of just you know, hot streaks and a couple of that, and they've also had a few struggles here and there as well. Uh, Coach Payton has already said that both of those guys will be kicking on a roster uh, in 2016, but only one can obviously make this roster. And last year, the, the Saints missed eight field goals, I believe, as a team and three extra points as a team. So you figure the line between winning and losing is so mar- the margin is so thin in the NFL that a kicker that you can rely on is certainly uh, that, that can be the difference between winning and losing. So I think not enough attention has been paid to the kicker battle between Connor Barth and Kai Forbath. I'll be curious to see if those scenarios play out uh, and who, who, who kind of rises to the occasion and wins that job. That's a great point. We should definitely look out for that position group, that's for sure. All right, Sean, uh, I know you'll be on Fox 8 Sports tonight. Uh, what time does coverage start for you guys? I know kickoff's at 7, but what time do you all go on the air? Yep, we have our pregame show at 6.30, and then we have our, our newscast, which will be heavy Saints coverage from 4 until 6. Um, the pregame at 6.30, the game at 7, and then postgame coverage after after the game ends. All right, be sure to look out for Sean Fazan there before and after the game on Fox 8. And, of course, you can watch the game on Fox 8 as well. Sean Kelly, John Sinchcomb, Joel Myers on the call. Sean, I appreciate it, and enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we'll turn our attention to basketball. Sean Kelly sits down with head coach Alvin Gentry. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new Summer Hydration Smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. Time to visit with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. We're talking about this visit all week, and it's finally here. And I can't help but be excited, Coach, to not only see you again because I know that we're getting closer and closer, but I looked at the calendar too. We're getting closer and closer, and it's good to be with you. Yeah, it is, and uh, we're getting a lot closer in that we're going to start a little bit earlier because of the China trip. So uh, uh, we're excited uh, about the prospects of what could happen this year, and obviously, you know, we don't know. uh, We know a whole lot about the players, but we don't know them collectively uh, and and seen them uh, together, so it's going to be interesting. I could probably fill up about an hour's worth of tape of all that I want to talk to you about, but I won't do that to you yet, (laughs) at least this time around. Let me just ask you first, how's your offseason been? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. You know, uh, a lot of things have happened. We've added a lot of guys, and we've lost some guys. And, uh, 
you know, I was uh, able to take a little time off, uh, go over to Italy and spend some time over there like that and relax and have a glass of wine every now and then. And uh, uh, so it's great, but, it, you know, it's time to get back to work and uh, really looking forward to it and uh, excited about the prospects of what could happen this year. Alvin, you kind of had a bad taste in your mouth the way the season ended last year. Have you been able to exercise that, and is it because of the way the roster looks now or because you've had some time away? Well, I think, you know, just the fact that I think, uh, you know, we're going to have a healthy roster. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we're going into a, a situation where it's it's been a year, so the guys that have been in the system is a little bit better. Uh, you know, as I said, I'm excited about the prospects of the people that we've added because I think uh, they're going to give us a little grit and toughness uh, that we were lacking last year. So I, I just think it's a, it's a situation where everything could, could, could really be good. The new guys in a moment, I know fans want to know, how's Anthony doing? How's Drew doing? How's that crew of guys that were, you know, basically unable to finish the season, and how does it stand right now? Well, you know, Anthony's still just a little bit banged up, and uh, you know, but he'll be able to play pickup games and everything, and then he'll be ready to go, you know, 100% when we start the season. Are there still question marks around uh, Quincy Pondexter and Tyreek Evans, or do you now at this point as we turn toward Labor Day know when possibly they might be able to participate? Well, I think with Quincy, he's, he's getting close, uh, and I think we're uh, erring on the side of caution there, you know, and not uh, jumping the gun at all. So uh, I think he'll probably be healthy and, and ready to go for us. Uh, if not right at the start of the season, you know, then, you know, a few games in, uh, uh, he should be ready to go. Uh, Tyreek, uh, a little bit different. You know, he is uh, still nursing that, the, the surgery that he had and everything. Uh, it's just a time thing with him. It doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, he's working out, trying to get himself ready to go. Uh, but it's just, you know, a situation where it's just going to take time with him. All right, the new guys. Let's talk about this new group of guys that are going to, I think, Coach, change the culture of your locker room and, and the makeup of your roster. And I guess I'm referring to guys like Solomon Hill, Langston Galloway, Terrence Jones, uh, Etuan Moore. I mean, is is that a fair assessment or, or at least a, as far as taking the temperature of what that can do? Yeah, I would say collectively you're exactly right. I think they will change, uh, uh, you know, the culture in our locker room. Uh, as I said, the thing I like about them is I think there's a toughness about them uh, that, that we really need on this team. Uh, they're also young, hungry guys that, that are trying to carve out a reputation and a legacy for themselves in this league. Uh, so uh, they play extremely hard. They're unselfish players. Uh, they high character guys, so I think uh, you add that kind of uh, uh, ingredients to your locker room, uh, it's going to be better. Do you think, Coach, that they're a good fit for the way that you like to do things, or will you have to make some adjustments on your own to fit the way they play? No, I think for the most part they're going to fit exactly what we're doing. I think uh, some of the skill levers that they have, we will have to make some adjustments as a coaching staff. But in general, they're guys that like to get up and down the court. Uh, they're pretty athletic guys that can do some things. Uh, so uh, that being said, uh, I think it would be a little adjustment on both parts. But for the most part, we'll still play the, uh, the system and, and try to do everything that we tried to implement last year. With the addition of guys like uh, the re, I guess the re-addition of Tim Frazier, but then you add in Buddy Heald and 
Langston and each one of those guys. Is this a deep backcourt at this point? Is this maybe the deepest backcourt that Pelicans fans have seen in years when you look at this list? Or is this the way I guess it should have been all along? Help me gauge Help me gauge that, that position group. Oh, I, I like our backcourt, and I think we do have depth there, and we have versatility more so than anything. We have – you know, a few guys uh, that we added that can be play one, play two, and, and in some situations even be a three-man. So uh, we like that aspect of being uh, able to have versatility in what we're doing. Uh, the other thing is that I think they're good shooters. I think you're going to see them uh, be able to stretch the floor a little bit, which is going to open up the floor for Anthony Davis. Coach, have you answered the questions that you had last year about the three position and where that needs to be in your offense? Well, I think Solomon can uh, uh, be that guy. And, uh, you know, with a healthy Quincy there, um, I like our depth, depth there. You know, uh, uh, both of them are good shooters. Uh, both of them are very good defenders. Uh, both of them can get out and run. So, uh, with, with both of them being healthy, uh, we'll be pretty good at that position. I, I tell you what, as we visit here, there's the sound of basketballs outside your office bouncing up and down the floor of the practice facility. It sure is nice to see a bunch of the guys kind of making their way back into town and, and starting to get some work in together, those guys out there. Yeah, you know, that's been the amazing thing. I, I think almost all of our guys are back here already. Uh, they're anxious to go. You know, we can't do a lot of things from an organized standpoint now, but <clears throat> they do get in some player development work and then uh, just play pickup games among themselves. Uh, um, we hadn't really watched very much of it or anything. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that they're here and feel like being here and being here together collectively uh, is a good thing, I think. When you do get them together in an organized fashion, and I guess I'm referring to training camp, um, it's different because this franchise has never gone to China. And I don't know if you have before or not, but how do you – maybe you don't even know yet is it's not yet Labor Day, but how do you fashion training camp around such a, a large endeavor? Well, I think what you have to do is that you've got to understand the travel uh, situation. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is that we're going to try to leave to on our way to China after uh, we play the game against Indiana in the preseason. So try to get us if we, as, much, as much as we can, try to get back on some kind of clock uh, that'll work. But it, it takes its toll. And, uh, you know, we did it uh, when I was in uh, uh, Phoenix. We did it in uh, – uh, Italy one year uh, we had training camp there so uh, it's a little bit different for your players takes you a little bit of time to recover when you get back but I think it's great for the NBA and I think the guys will really enjoy it because the fans uh, there's a ton of fans in China uh, and they really admire the NBA guys and it'll be fun playing in front of them without a doubt coach is there anything that now you've thought about over the summer that you'll want to do differently here in your second season at New Orleans that would be significant, I guess, either to the routine of your team or the way you'll go about things with this particular group? You know, I would say if there's anything that I really uh, uh, want to change uh, is that I was able to go over and watch a couple of the Saints practices, uh, uh, was, was able to talk to, you know, some of the assistant coaches there and, and uh, obviously spent time with the, with, with the head coach and uh, – uh, I think the one thing that I love that they do over there and what Sean and those guys do a great job of is that uh, I think they their practices are so upbeat and uh, uh, just so quick in the transition of one drill to the other and things like that. I really like that, and that's one of the things that I think we're going to try to do 
uh, this year more so than anything. Before I let you go, I know um, that you are getting uh, the group together to go to Baton Rouge this week uh, to help with the flood relief, and obviously that's going to be special to Langston Galloway and the others that are have local ties. But could you kind of talk about how that event came together and 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 what you'll what you'll hope to uh, to have from that that outing? Well, you know, first of all. Uh, we're not just New Orleans teams. We, we're all a Louisiana's team. And, uh, you know, we try to do as much as we can in this community and in the neighborhoods here. But uh, Langston is from that area. You know, Packy has connections uh, in that area. His daughter's at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one of the things that those two guys talked about is like, you know, we need to do something. Can we go up and do something there? So they really kind of organized the whole thing, and it's, it's strictly on a volunteer basis, but I think you'll be shocked at the number of guys that will show up tomorrow. You know, probably all or every single one of them will show up tomorrow. And uh, uh, we're just going to go up and anything that we can do to help, you know. Uh, if it's just, you know, giving somebody a hug or, you know, making the kids laugh or something like that, I just think it's really important for us uh, and really important for them uh, that they know that we're, you know, understand the, 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 how tough everything is up there right now, what they're going through, and we just want to be a little bit of a relief any way we can for them. So we're going to go up tomorrow morning and just spend a little, you know, a little time up there and, and seeing if there's anything we can do. Yeah, it's it's so nice. I think I think a lot of times, Coach, uh, when NBA players and teams do things, it's, it's very planned out, very rehearsed, and very, I guess, um, uh, deliberate. This seems awfully organic. And, and that makes it kind of cool in my eyes. Well, yeah, because I, I, it, this thing came about, you know, I mean, I, I think it's been about four, four or five days ago when uh, Langston and those guys came and said, you know, uh, and especially Langston, you know, I mean, his family is affected. His wife, uh, uh, family lost their home, you know, everything that they had there. Uh, so, I mean, it's directly affected him. But he uh, thought that it would be a good idea. Uh, everybody else agreed totally that we go up and just show that we care. Coach, as always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great experience up there in, in helping those folks who really desperately need it. Um, and I'll bug you a lot more here soon enough, but I think I'll, I'll give you a break after this one. Hey, I'm looking forward to you bugging me because that means the season is on, so we're excited about it. All right, good to see you, sir. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. 
Welcome back to the show. I was just looking on the Pelicans' Twitter feed, and they were talking about how we have reached September, which means one month closer to the basketball. And I was just thinking, we are one month away from preseason game number one on the Pelican side, October 1st in Bossier City against the Mavericks. So looking forward to that and hear from head coach Alvin Gentry today. Got me really excited about the Pelicans' upcoming season. We're going to have more players um, leading up to training camp on the show. So we look forward to that. And, of course, we look forward to tonight's game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome preseason finale between the Saints and the Ravens kickoff at 7 o'clock Central. You can watch it on Fox 8 locally with Joel Myers. John Kelly and John Stinchcomb, also John DeShazer, will be on the sideline. Of course, pregame coverage will be earlier than 7 on Fox 8, but you can also get your pregame coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. Also, postgame reaction as well. Hear from Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and plenty more on NewOrleansSaints.com after the game. We'll recap the game on tomorrow's show. Sean will talk with John Stinchcomb as he has been doing after each preseason game. We'll have that for you and plenty more as we wrap up another week of the Black and Blue Report. And then next week will be game week as the Saints will get ready for their first game, regular season game, I should say, against the Oakland Raiders. Big thanks to our guests today. Enjoy the preseason football tonight. Enjoy the college football tonight as we get started. Good luck to Tulane as they take on Wake Forest. For Sean Fazan, head coach Alvin Gentry, Sean Kelly, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.